Hello and welcome to the Eastman's Predator Pros Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Nimnick. Great to be back on the mic with you guys. Got something a little different for you. We're coming to you live from the Western Hunting and Conservation Expo here in Salt Lake City. Um, just a really cool deal. This is my first time ever um, at this show. Just an incredible show. Uh, huge venue. If you're in the area, I think it's usually about the first weekend of February every year. Um, I would highly recommend showing showing up and checking this place out. Um you know, we're sitting here in the Eastman's podcast booth. Eastman's and Cryptech have this massive booth in conjunction with each other. Right across the lane, there's Black Rifle Coffee Company um, in their booth. Um, but, uh, you know, we're sitting here in this in this booth, you know, glass, looking out, watching everybody walk up down the aisles. Um, but uh, just just a cool, cool venue, cool way to, to knock out some podcasts here. And the great thing about this you know, this this venue gives me access to a few guests that I probably wouldn't have access to any other time. So for this episode, um, got a friend of mine, Guy Eastman, obviously with the, the Eastman's network here. Um, and he was able to line me up a uh, a predator hunter from Africa, uh, something I've been wanting to get on this show for a while. But uh, we have a guy by the name of Baron Dorfling. He's with Heartland Hunting Safaris. And one thing that he, that he really specializes in is leopard hunting. Um, so we thought it'd be great to get him in the booth here. Just talk about, uh, you know, some of the strategies and techniques, the different uh, approaches to hunting leopards in Africa. And I'm sure he'll have some some pretty fun and entertaining stories for us along the way. So uh, should be something new and, and entertaining that we haven't uh, talked about yet on the podcast. But before we get going, I need to thank the sponsors of, the, of this episode, which are Black Rifle Coffee Company and Six Hour Optics. Now, I'm not going to BS you guys like before. I'm not a big coffee drinker. I don't even own a coffee pot in my house, you know, so I really can't tell you how great this coffee is. Um, but I can tell you one thing, you know, I love what they're all about. You know, just the simple fact that they support a predator hunting podcast like this tells me a lot about that company and a lot about what they're trying to do. Um, you know, even though I don't have a, a coffee pot and I don't drink coffee, I do, I do drink their cold brews. You know, my favorite is the the caramel vanilla. Um, probably more so because it has 300 milligrams of caffeine in it. And I'm starting to see it pop up more and more. Um, you know, pretty much every mini mart I stop at in the morning before I head out coyote hunting will have it now. Um, I've even seen it in Walmart now. So, yeah, if you're uh, if you're into some cold brews, energy drinks, stuff like that, um, or you're a coffee drinker and want to check out, uh, you know, their monthly coffee subscription that they have, head on over to BlackRifleCoffee.com and you can check out uh, everything in the coffee world that they have to offer. Now, with six hour, I get lots and lots of questions about the optics setup I'm running. And I've talked about it on this podcast before. Um, you know, this is pretty much the second full season. Now I've been running a six hour scope and it's everything I thought it would be, you know, and in the position that I'm in, um, you know, there are plenty of companies that come knocking on the door here and there. And, and usually one of my main things that I like to do before I, you know, pick up a product is have them send me something and test it out to see if it is something that I would even use um, if if it was if they weren't a sponsor of the show or if they weren't a sponsor of the Last Stand or whatever it may be. And that's exactly what happened with Six Hour. I got a hold of it, said, "Wow, I really love the features on this." You know, it's right in the price range of where you know I used to buy scopes, and I feel like it's in a they have a great price range structure for the average predator hunter as well. You know, me personally, I'm running the Sierra Six BDX. It's it's a five to thirty by fifty six, so that's a lot of lot of magnification. Most guys, that's probably more than you want. To me, that's a personal preference thing, you know. But the the six X is awesome, you know. Having I can I can turn it clear down to to the low end of five, 
but I can zoom it clear up to 30 if I want. Then obviously it has a big objective lens, 56, which is going to draw in, you know, all that extra light, you know, first thing in the morning and the last stand of the day. So if you're interested in a new scope, you know, looking at something, want to check something out, you know, go to sigsour.com. You know, they have a variety of different lines that, that'll fit your price points. Um, but like I said, to me, the Sierra 6 is, is where it's at. And then, of course, you have the BDX system where that'll connect into your your uh, SIG rangefinder, and you can get, uh, you know, quick holds, you know, enter all the ballistic data into the app. And then as soon as I hit the range of my rangefinder, a red dot, you know, comes up right on my crosshair exactly where my hold's at, which makes it super easy uh, to get off some shots, you know, at some of those longer ranges without just the old school Kentucky windage and things like that. So um, hopefully that gives you a little info into more of what I'm shooting nowadays. Uh, but if you want some more info, you can go to sixhour.com. Well, this is a unique podcast for me. This is the first live podcast I've ever done. We're, we're actually coming from the Western Hunting and Conservation Expo, um, sitting here with Guy Eastman, obviously with the Eastman brand. And then we got a special guest with us, uh, Baron Dorfling. Correct? Did I say that right? Yes, sir. All right, man. All the way from South Africa? Namibia. Oh, Namibia. Namibia. It's even yes, better, sir. right? Even better. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is going to be cool. I, you know, Predators Worldwide is kind of something, you know, people that listen to this podcast are, are diehard, diehard predator type guys, you know. Yeah, so yeah. everybody kind of has a, a bucket list of things that they probably want to do at some point. And yeah. Africa is probably one of them, I think. A lot of guys, it whether it's lions, leopards. Maybe no, it's just to go to shoot jackals, maybe, right? Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. So, no. So, explain to me a little bit about your operation that you have in Namibia. Well, we, hunt, we run a hunting operation um, based out, out of Namibia. Um, we literally hunt south, east, west, north, wherever, <coughs> excuse me, wherever the client uh, prefers to go or whatever he has in his uh, you know, agenda, um, what kind of animals he wants to shoot. And we base off, off of his list of animals that he wants to take. Um, we base that's based off where he will, you know, end up hunting. Or if he's bringing the wife and the kids, and they want to stay in a little bit, you know, better accommodation, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, close to town. If they want to go, the ladies want to go and have a spa day kind of deal, or you know, even close to national park. You know, we can take them to the national park for the day, and they'll see all sorts of animals and stuff. So it's pretty cool. So what percentage of of the hunts, if you had to throw a number on it, would be predator based stuff? Uh, probably about half of it. Wow, half, yeah, half, really? maybe, maybe a little less. But I mean, last year we did we did a, a good amount of leopard hunts. Yeah. Like how many leopards did you take last year? Four. And that's so. Is that a lot? Like I mean, for myself, <clears throat> for my company, yes. That's that's what I what that's what I can handle. If the, you know, some guys have bigger operations, they have you know um, a, a lot more pHs that they. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, just me and Tracy, and that's it. You know, <laughs> um, and we pride ourselves on. On keeping it, you know, small uh, but intimate. Yeah, you know, yeah. We're the first. You, you'll see me at the airport when I pick you up, and you know, I'll, I'll be the last face you see going through. You're, you're the one standing right over their Base. shoulder. Yes. Backing yes. them up. Yeah. 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 So, um, I mean, it's it's four hunts. We could do more, but four was 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 a good amount. My problem was I did it back to back, and that is. Oh man, that is a mental breakdown. <laughs> that is that's crazy. <laughs> there are a lot of work. They are a lot of work. How's like that, how's like that, most predator yeah, hunts. Yeah, how's that relate to the, like the mountain lion team. hunting guy? Like most of those outfitters that are doing lion hunts, uh, what numbers do they take? Is four it's a similar. lot for yeah, probably yeah. four good cats When you're hunting usually? big predators, especially big predators, uh, they're – they're few and far between, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, you're not – and you're, you guys are big concentrating on big males. 
<clears throat> you know, so they're not just shooting any. Which the the mountain lion guys are they're doing more predator control, mm-hmm. and they're shooting mm-hmm. a lot of females, younger males, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, they need to get those numbers down. You go to Africa, and it's more of of a stricter management plan. Oh, definitely. Right. Definitely. I mean, you guys are, are targeting large male yes, cats. Correct. Because, like, we have a minimum standard. Uh, by law. By law. Like, we, you can't just shoot any leopard. Okay. It's a minimum standard. It has to be a male and no females whatsoever. Um, so, it kind of takes, takes a lot of planning. It takes a lot of effort to, you know, put up as many baits as you can. Well, not as many baits as you can, but as many baits as, as it's allowed for, you know, for that area. Like, it doesn't make sense that put out 10, 10 baits and they're all within a mile apart. You yeah, know, you yeah, can have yeah. that same leopard eat on three different baits and never know about it until you start, you know, counting dots and yeah, spots and stuff yeah. on them. Yeah. So, so I'm curious about, I always kind of look at the similarities, you know, yep. mountain lion hunting and leopard hunting seem to be very similar with the use of dogs, although we don't use necessarily baits for mountain lions. Does any outfitter right. ever use baits? No, they use not, dogs. They're all dogs, And right? they used to mm. use dogs in Africa. Yes, we used to use dogs. We used to be able to run leopards with hounds, uh, and that was quite. It was quite. Uh, it got too western. It got too western. Exactly. <laughs> hey, that, it got that, too western. Yeah. That's exactly what we <laughs> want to talk about yeah. is western, right? Yeah. So, so they what? What's the African it definition too, it, of western? It was too dangerous, was too oh, too dangerous. for the clients. Let's put it that way. Because a leopard is not a, a mountain lion. And it's not a mountain They're lion. They're both it's cats. Not, yes. About the same size. The leopard's a little smaller, right? Yes, it is I a little mean, smaller. I your big males pretty. would be 160, 150? I mean, 150 is a big, big male. Okay. That's, and that's a our once lions are 180. Yeah. yeah. But they're much yeah. different animals much other than different, that. Much different. The leopards, from what Barnd was telling me, much more aggressive. Way more aggressive. You they don't, don't bay up and just go in a tree like no, our cats. No. No. If you, if you bay them in a tree, you still stalk in. You still have to stalk oh, in. Really? Because if he sees you um, with the hounds in the bottom of the tree... If you're lucky and he's in a tree, first of all, um, if, he, if he sees you, he forgets about the, ca- the, the dogs. He comes out with uh, one thing in mind and it's either he's, got you he's on you or he's on the ground. So if you're lucky, yeah, he'll come and attack you as soon there was as he a, can. There was a video, I, and it's been a while, and I think in this leopard comes out, and there's probably a bunch of them actually probably yeah. out there. Yeah. Leopards like lightning fast, like guys don't even have a chance to get the gun up. Correct and they're on them Could, i mean i've yeah, always yeah. wondered that because it seems like the lions they're, they, more they get, shy they're like they're like looking at the dogs like it's yeah. almost like they don't even care that you're there yeah but yeah. leopards are oh, almost the opposite oh it's the opposite and so many so many no i wouldn't say so many people get mauled um but it is a very dangerous situation uh you have to you have to be you have to stalk in you have to be like it like if he sees you he's going to come for you and you need to keep that in mind you know, um, so it's you hide until you get a spot. The dogs keep them, keep them occupied. And if you have a shot, you take the shot. And, you know, obviously the dogs need to be out of the way, that kind of deal. But, I mean, it, it, gets, it gets hairy. It gets real hairy. Rich know. Taylor, old uh, PH that I knew in Tanzania yes. for years and years, he's dead now. But he always said that all the stuff he hunted, lions, leopards, elephants, uh, Cape Buffalo, mm-hmm. that the wounded leopard was the worst thing to go track down yes. in the brush. Yeah. Was the most dangerous by far. far by far. They're it's so a, fast. We, we so have quick. A, we have it's a saying. fight or flight, right? Yeah. We, yeah, yeah. we have a saying it's 100 stitches they a second. Will. So if, if he's on you for more than, you know, for more than a second, it's 100 stitches a second. 100 stitches a second. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, it's, a, it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty wild, you know. But they, they don't always treat, 
you know, the, in the areas you hunt them, there might just be bushes. There might be mountains. There's caves, rocks, little, you know, crevices and stuff. And we had, um, we had a client, this was maybe 2007, um, we had a client and he had come, he's from Norway, he'd come from, from, from Norway nine times for a leopard and never got really? one. He ended up getting That's one dedication. on this one. But the, the whole scenario was this leopard had gone into a cave um, and now the dogs are with him. You know, he's in there and he's, he's kind of cornered, can't go nowhere. Um, but the entrance of the cave, there was like, like a little step. We, we, when you walk towards it and you stand in front of it, kind of crouched down. If you stand up, you about, you know, shoulder height, you can see into it. And um, we had the houndsman there. It was me, the other prof- professional hunter, just a whole group of us with the client. Um, and then normally, in, in such short, you know, distances, it's quite, it's quite important to have the right gear and the right, you know, uh, calibers of oh, gun yeah, and yeah. so on and so on. So the houndsman had a shotgun. And his shotgun was loaded with seven and a half, which that's 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 not gonna that's not gonna it's do it. It's good for shooting doves, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Not so good and on leopards. Yeah. Flying leopards. Exactly. <laughs> and this leopard comes leaping out of it, and he somehow gets a shot off. And this leopard is, you know, like he's just literally jumped jumped over us, and with that shot goes off. He's into a, a thorn bush, and he is mauling the hell out of that bush. Like he is. <laughs> He's mauling him. He's, he's growling. It's anything it's can get, a, get exactly. his paws on. Because now, obviously, the shot was somewhere in his face, and his eyes were all bugging. Uh, so he just <laughs> grabbed the first thing. He was there. You know, long story short, we, we got him. We shot him. We took the pictures and all that. And we, we drug him out. We had him on our shoulders, got back to the vehicle, loaded him up. And I jumped on the back of the vehicle, and a client comes walking past, and I, you know, grab his gun, or he gives me his gun. And as he gives me his gun, I see... Because by now his hat was off and all that. Right on the top of his head, on his bald head, was a dusty paw print right on his head. <laughs> okay. That leopard literally run, ran over him, jumped over him, used his head as, as a stepping stone. <laughs> <laughs> Without anyone noticing. You know, that, I noticed fast. It, that fast. That fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. that's... So when that happens, I mean... Obviously, any kind of hunt, everybody's like high-fiving, but that's kind of, that amps it, right? Like, yes. when something like that happens, like, everybody's pretty much crapping their pants, and it's like, I mean, you guys, is it pretty wild scene after that when you killed that? Was everybody like, is everybody like, oh, my God, I can't believe what happened, you know? That, was it that kind of, or is everybody just like, ah, oh, cool. another, it's, 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 another it's leopard? Like what just happened, you know? Yeah. You, you have that feeling, and then 10 minutes after that, it's just you, you, your, your whole demeanor changes you're so tired you just want to go and sit down have something to drink and take a nap because it's crazy you have a big adrenaline oh yeah that adrenaline runs into you and it comes out and it's you're just done you just want to go and take it easy for the rest of the day because it's just out of you you know so so when we're talking dogs is there a is there a casualty rate that you expected hunting with dogs like you're gonna lose x amount of dogs just because these leopards or the way they are, or, or did you not ever lose many dogs? I know the lion guys lose them occasionally, or at least yeah. get them tore up pretty good. Oh yeah, is the torn up, torn up dogs. That was that was common. That, that was that, just the norm. Yeah. You knew that was probably going to happen. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. You, we always had like a little pouch with you know st- um, stitches and, and 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 staples and the disinfectant and stuff. So what normally what normally happened? The guys that we used, they were po- they were quite professional. They really did a phenomenal job, and they looked after their dogs like I have never seen anyone do. 
um, after the hunt's done and the leopard is you know shot and everything, um, we we one of the houndsman's hand he had a, a whip and he would crack the whip and all the dogs because you'll lose them every now and then they'll they'll take off in different directions and stuff, but the whip kind of brings them together. And he ties one down by the tree, you know, by this bush and that tree. And he goes and inspects every dog. And as he goes through that, you know, he kind of sees, okay, this one's got a little nick here. This one's got a bite here. And he disinfects them and takes care of them. Um, so it's quite, I mean, the dogs at the end of the day, they, they, I wouldn't say they're the main character of the show, but without them, well, they are. you know, it's, it's exactly, exactly. And the reason why we did the hound hunting back in the day is because of the success rate of it. And the nice thing about it is you could, you could pinpoint what animal you wanted to hunt. Like if you could, if you didn't find a big enough track, you don't you don't go on it, you know. Yep. Until you find a big enough track, and then you pinpoint that animal and you hunt that animal. Similar, just like the yeah. lions in, yeah. in North America. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like like I said, you know, it, went, it got a little western, um, and they actually stopped the lion, uh, the, the the hound hunting with the uh, with. What leopard. was the last year? What was the last 2000, year? Two thousand nine. So it's been that long. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. So now, now it's baits. Strictly right? I bait. mean, that's just yes. that's the name of the game. You're trying to draw these cats out. Yes, sir. What kind of range? I mean, you know, we. I think you and I talked about this on our podcast about Lions Guy about the range of these cats is just phenomenal. I mean, that's the tricky part their of territory. Just because yeah. it's oh, they're man. not just stuck like a coyote in the one little section. I mean, they're all over the place. I yeah. Mean, similar ranges, do you think of, they, of leopards? Like oh, miles and miles. miles absolutely. Especially the males, miles, maybe yes. traveling more. Yeah. Yeah. You see, what happened, there's a, there's a few occasions where I had guided on leopard and I would see this leopard, this male, and we'd go sit at this bait. You know, this is back in the day. I'd go sit in this bait uh, and wait for him to come in and he would never come in. Um, and like two, three days go by and all of a sudden, you know, way over here, there's a, there's a leopard hitting this bait. So we'll go and, you know see what it looks like and we'll sit for that bait in the meantime it's the same damn animal and it's you know it's 15 miles away but it's the same animal uh, the re how i found that out is uh i started collecting not collecting or not counting but you look for patterns on his on on the body um different every cat has different 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 patterns so it's you like put trail cams you put yeah. trail cams on we, the bait so exactly. you kind of you can yes, see what's there yes, and see because yes. we use the trail cams to see when they come in what kind of you know what kind of situation is it when do they come in how long do they feed how many times do they come in um and then when it looks when you have a couple of days they'll come you know day after day after day and then you kind of get a pattern of when they come in when you can expect them to come in um you know, it, so it, it makes life a little easier. And then, once again, you can identify the cat and you can say, okay, well, this is the same cat. Oh, 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 wow, we have a different situation. We have two males. One is slightly a little bigger than the other one, but we have two males. And you can see that on, on, on yeah, the different, yeah. on the different um, you know, spots. And, and that's basically how we identify them. And you give them names and that kind of stuff. So, You know, we're talking baits. You know, it's similar in the coyote game. You have dead pits or dead cows, right? And, yep. and, and I've always wondered, you, you would think as a predator, why would they ever leave, right? Like they, they have all, they could, until the bait's gone or until this dead cow's gone, but coyotes are no different. So like you'll see coyotes come in and eat, and then they just roam off, and then they come back who knows when. It's similar, like why, you know, oh, yeah. you would think the leopard, well, like 
just stay what, what there. causes them yeah just <laughs> roam 15 miles over there in one day why wouldn't they just stay right there you know <laughs> no nah, it's it's they are very opportunistic feeders and that's that's how we that's how we can hunt them on bait is because if they once they smell it once they're there once they start eating on that bait they'll always remember that bait's there so you hang enough meat and he knows there's enough meat left when he's done so he's gonna go on a little walkabout he'll be up you know gone for the day he won't be far he won't be far so that's also important when you go and check your baits to kind of be stealthy about it don't go you know stand and take a leak behind <laughs> yeah. the bush and you know make all sorts of yeah, jokes yeah. and run yeah. around be 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 professional about it you know keep keep it quick get your card out of the 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 the, the trail camera uh get it back in the car in the car if you have enough bait fine get in and go you know don't spend time around there leave it be you know because they they eat once their belly is full like anything else they're gonna go a little bit and then they're gonna take and take a little nap yeah. or they'll be in the area um and once that bait is done and it's finished and you haven't put another piece on there then normally they'll be gone because then they know okay well that's done they might come back you know in a couple of days just to check and see and then then they'll go off but it's important to keep to keep bait on right. there the whole time you know so and it's it's probably could can, you know, tell me if I'm wrong, Byron, but it's probably one of the toughest hunts in Africa. Right? Oh, it is. It is. As it's far a, as the guys I know who've had to go back more yeah. than once to yeah. get a yeah. leopard yeah. It is. versus any other animal. It Maybe is. elephants. I've heard elephant hunting is tough. I mean, or can be. There's different toughness. There's different yeah. things. You know, like, a, like, an, like an elephant, the old, old, old professional hunters always said, an elephant, you hunt on your feet. You know, a buffalo, you, ha- you hunt with your heart. And a leopard, you hunt with your head because he outsmarts you on yeah. around every corner and they i think that's the allure to predator hunting yes all, all of it yeah. i mean is you have to hunt them even the cat guys will tell you you have to hunt them with your head you're outsmarting another hunter exactly. it's different than hunting exactly. just prey yeah yeah yeah, yeah. because like you can't you're just outsmarting a hunter who is smart for the same reasons you are exactly it's it makes it a chess game exactly exactly so walk me through from start to finish <clears throat> obviously we talked about bait you got to yeah. go get the bait right yes. yeah i mean yeah strategies of you know where we're picking spots to hang the bait obviously you probably look probably no probably very similar to like a us making a coyote stand you're looking for visibility mm-hmm. where you can have a good hide you know where you mm-hmm. can sneak into your mm-hmm. spot where you're going to set up mm-hmm. where you're going to hide right yeah um yeah i'm curious just to hear that like how that works from start to finish when a client shows up from, from getting the bait to finding the spot where you're going to do it, is it the same spots? So the process for the hunt yeah, from the, the client's the perspective? Home. The process, like, yeah, yeah from yeah. shooting the bait to finding where you're going to hang it. Um, yeah, then then the hours and stuff that you're going to sit there waiting for this cat to show back up. Okay. okay. Well, so first of all, I mean, obviously, it depends on what area you're hunting it because you, you need to think about what this cat eats in that area. What is the most animals that you have in that area? What 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 is easy? So they get for a little him. taste for a certain exactly. So okay. so the areas that we tend to hunt it's either it's either zebra or warthog. Oh, um, and warthog? Oh, they love it. I'll be darned. Warthog and zebra <laughs> is. Cock- that'd be, I'd like to see that. That's that'd be a, a good little fight. Have you ever yeah, seen yeah. a leopard take a warthog? No, I haven't. That'd I've seen a I've seen videos and stuff, but no, mat- I haven't seen. Is it not even a matchup? Is the leopard just? Roll them up. Oh no, easy? no, no, no! Pretty good scrap. Oh yes, sir, yes, sir. No, they <laughs> don't stand back. They not, they not wusses. No, they don't stand Warthogs back. Warthogs are feisty, aren't oh, they? Oh, they are. I mean, they've got those the teeth yeah, for, yeah. for a reason. Yeah, yeah. But we'll we'll take we'll we'll probably we'll use one warthog uh, for two baits. 
So if you have five baits or six baits, you shoot two or three. Just cutting it in half, hanging half, one exactly. half, one half. Yeah, norm, normally we'll use the guts as a little bit of a, you know, yeah, yeah, spread rounder, yeah. Exactly, and then we'll drag it and uh, on the back of the truck, or we'll walk different different areas if it's in there. Oh, so you're leaving a little, like a scent trail. Yes. So if they cross yes. it, they yes. smell it, yes. and then boom, it yeah. takes them. So if you go and scout an area for a potential leopard or a hunt that's going to come up, uh, a lot of things come and, come and, come and play, like... The, the territory, the mountains, if there's any mountains, dry riverbeds. They love walking in dry riverbeds for, yeah, I, probably because it's 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 comfortable walking. Easy walking. Yeah. Yeah, and they a lot love, of predators follow the, trails like yeah. that. Yeah. And they love walking, they love walking down, uh, you know, just a road, just a, just a truck road, just a normal two-track road. They love walking down that. So you go and you scout and you see little little, you know, bits and pieces and then you find a tree which you can hang the bait from. But, it, you know, it, it, it doesn't make sense to have an open area with one tree and hang it there. You know, it's going to be, you need to, you need to find a tree that has sufficient cover. So they don't like to walk into a bait, you know, out so of the making open. Them, you're making them feel comfortable, right? Exactly. Your setup, yeah, exactly. you're thinking so about the, the setup. Yeah. And, and most of the times when, when you see the leopard on the bait, you didn't even see them coming. You know, nowadays with thermal and that, yes, it's a little different. But you you don't see them coming. You just know they're there, and that's it. That's how you want it. They want you want to be you want to have that cat come in, and feel comfortable that this is the right place and this is easy to get in. But they still come in, and if you if you've had thermal on 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 a leopard hunt, you'll see them walking down the riverine, and sit down, and they'll look at the bait. They'll sit there. They'll look around, and they'll sit there for 15, 20 minutes, just observing, and then you'll walk in, and they'll walk in closer. And they'll sit down, they'll walk around, and once it, you know, once they have the idea that the coast is clear, they'll go in, you know. And then they'll start licking, and they'll start, you know, eating bits bits and pieces, but still, they're not going to jump in and eat and eat and eat and just forget about it, you know. They'll eat a little bit here and there, bits and pieces, and they'll sit down, they'll look around, until they feel comfortable that there's nothing, there's no no danger around, then they'll go into it, you know. It's it's very similar to, like, calling bobcats. Yeah, like the, the bobcat will come to the call like that, like just more similar just to a, a giant cat. bobcat. Yeah, like that's, 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 that's cool to hear cougar, that similarity, yeah. even though you know we're talking leopards in Africa. <laughs> that just yeah. being a cat, that's the way a, a bobcat would come in if you were Much calling smarter, them. You know, yeah, like yeah. just diddy bopping around and yeah. not really. Yeah, you know. But that, those those areas normally tend no, those bait sites normally tend to feed n- not just leopards but all sorts of other stuff. There's brown hyenas, there's spotted hyenas, uh, mongooses, but the worst of all of them is them bloody honey badgers those <laughs> things those things are like the, the honey they, they, they like give a shit, right? they like the african version of mike tyson man they don't give it they just don't worry they, they don't, scare everything they off, scare everything off. nothing have, else is coming in i have trail camera pictures of honey badgers two three honey badgers on bait with the leopard sitting in front of them sitting there looking at them waiting for them to leave exactly if it's two three of them and just one leopard they like they'll keep that leopard away and then you need to start thinking about how the hell are you going to get these honey badgers to stay away? Because if you have the client in the in 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 the blind, and there's honey badgers, you're not going to shoot the leopard if there's no leopard in the tree. Yeah, now you, yeah. So now you need to start figuring out how the hell are you going to get rid of these little critters <laughs> so they can stay away. You can have the leopard come in, you know. So you know, and then because the, the, they are very clever, they're very very clever when it comes to bait. Oh man, so we've had. They climb the tree just like the leopard will. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Obviously, no. you're only keeping that away from what, hyenas and jackals by hanging it in the tree. Exactly. You, you hang else. it exactly because the hy- you hang it high enough so the hyenas don't get to it. 
um, and the rest of the, the, the critters that keeps the leopard away. Because that's at, at the end of the day, that's what you want is only the leopard to come in and only, you know. But it's impossible because you have all the smells and all that. Oh, so yeah, yeah. you'll have other stuff coming in and, and they'll, they'll, they'll clash a little bit. Um, but with, the, with the, uh, the honey badgers, man, they are clever. I mean, it's, there's, there's a YouTube video about uh, a certain honey badger. If you <laughs> watch it, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. That thing can make so many plans so quick. It's unbelievable. Like we've had barbed wire around the trunk of the tree it's just an obstacle for him he'll just go over it you know we've tried hanging hanging a piece of bait on one string of wire from the top of the bloody tree and all the way down so that the honey badgers don't get to 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 the meat i mean it's they like the modern day macgyver man <laughs> they'll jump on that piece of wire upside down and slide down and start eating on it <laughs> They are ridiculous. They, Do you they, shoot the honey badgers? No, no, I don't shoot the honey badgers. Uh, I mean, no. can you? Uh, well or is it, are they protected? Or? They are protected. Yes, they uh. are protected. They, you can't, you can't legally shoot them anymore, um, because there's not enough. Uh, it's not enough scientific-based research done on them. So a lot of these animals are kind of they're stopping us hunting them uh, because there's not a lot in enough uh, research on them. So it's kind of my duty that if I have a leopard hunt and I take pictures of different animals that eats meat, anything from a hyena to honey badgers, it's my duty to, to let someone know about it. You know, that nice, this yeah. is the amount that I've been seeing on this bait. Yep. This is the amount on this bait. So we can, we, can, we can get back to being able to hunt them so we can get clients that wants to go shoot a honey yeah, badger. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just so bloody right. awesome to Damn have right. them, you know? Uh, Namibia um, has the, the most sound wildlife management program in all of africa really that's yeah. why they can still import elephants, elephants from there lions, the yes. cats yeah. from there because they're in some ways their wildlife management in Namibia is even above ours even ahead wow. of ours we've, it's we've very regulated very very and, and you guys are correct me if i'm wrong namibia is the king for leopards oh you yes. have we the have, most leopards of any country in africa the biggest shootable quota yes. of leopards of any other because country. of the management yes yeah it's Hey guys, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but I want to take a second to talk to you a little bit about Cryptek Camouflage. Now, us as coyote hunters, we are extremely rough on stuff, and our clothing lineup is is no exception. Whether it's climbing fences and getting things snagged up, uh, crawling around on our knees, trying to get in position to shoot a coyote, or just having to deal with the, the ever-changing weather conditions, you know, I want a, a line of camouflage that's going to allow me to, to modify with the changing weather, as well as hold up to the abuse I'm going to put it through. And that's what the Cryptek offers. Now, Cryptek took what they learned in the most hostile combat environments and combined that knowledge with proven tactical gear concepts, tested it with top military professionals and hunters, and then customized every aspect to perform in all potential backcountry scenarios. And that's exactly what I want. So if you're in the market for a new line of camouflage this coming season, Visit Cryptech.com and see what they have to offer. Now, I'm going to be running the Highlander pattern. They have a new pattern coming out in 2022. I'm excited to see. And, of course, my favorite time to shoot coyotes is in the snow. So be sure and check out their overwhite patterns they offer as well. So visit Cryptech.com to see what they have to offer. Now back to the podcast. So there is a quota then. I mean, There is a quota. Yeah, so you and every other outfitter that's there can only – Shoot X amount. Exactly. So there's a, there's a tag system. So what happened in 2009 when they stopped, they literally stopped the whole hunting the, of, of leopard. There was no hounds, no hunting permits for leopards were given out whatsoever for two years up until 2011. Then they came out with a tag system. 
So now you need to apply for the tag. Once you have the tag, now you can go and hunt a leopard. So when they got rid of the hound hunting, they shut it down for two years and revamped exactly. how it all works. Exactly, because there was, you know, there's, 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 there was a bit of a snowball effect. You know, things were done that wasn't that shouldn't have been done. Um, so you know, we have a hunting season. It's from February till from first day of February till end of November. Um, and then because of hound hunting being so successful, you know, unfortunately. We have that in, on, in any industry, um, people start hunting out of, out of, uh, you know, out of season, which yeah, kind of yeah. leave, left a bad taste. Uh, and it made it hard for the rest of us. Um, it, it's trying to keep, you know, trying to keep, you know, a good hand above, above board and doing everything by the book. Um, but then, uh, luckily, uh, we hunted, or they, they opened the, the hunting season again for leopards. And, but with the tag system, you know, it was, it was possible for us to keep on hunting and, yeah. and keep on hunting leopards which it oh, would be a it shame be. it would be a shame if we had lost that because i mean you obviously if you don't if you can't hunt something that value drops dramatically yeah you know and and now well, the that's what africa hunting is based off of right yes the value of the animal pretty returns much. to the conservation efforts pretty yeah. much yeah, yeah. yeah. and and so namibia has a lot of agriculture yes and so the leopards yeah. are are they can nuisance. become a problem yes they, for, they can for be guys nuisance. raising yeah. cattle yeah. yeah, cattle yeah. nuisance. Sheep yeah. or not sheep? Oh, anything. A lot of sheep. Uh, yeah, in that country. Oh, yeah. Goats, goats, sheep, yeah. cattle, cattle. Yeah, yeah. So back, so back to the hunt itself. Yeah. When you're make, are, are you are you sitting in like a double bull blind, or do you have, or are you makeshifting blinds with brush and 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 what's the distance? Like what what kind of distance are you trying to set up? Obviously, you're probably wanting closer shots, right? But you don't want to be too close. <laughs> you don't want to be too close, you, exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah, but yeah. you don't want to be so far that the client can't hit them right where exactly, you want, right? Exactly, So normally, <clears throat> I believe, I don't, I don't like to sit anywhere close between, I don't want to be closer than 70 yards. Because the closer you get to it, the more stealthy you have to be. Like you cannot, you cannot move your feet, you cannot move your, your you, you can't move on your chair, you can't, you can't basically make no noise whatsoever. Uh, because they so they so you know they so hyper and say they can they can hear you, uh, they can smell you. Uh, so I like to keep my bait my bait and blind scenario between uh, 70 and 90 yards. Uh, so it's it's comfortable for for us in the blind itself. Um, it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to sit in the blind and it's uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. You know it's. The client won't like it. And you know exactly where the shot's going to be, right? I mean, yes. you're going to shoot the leopard right, probably right yes. on the branch, right above the bait. Yes. yes. So yes. you can only, you know, you only need a small hole. You, you can create that, that, that scenario yourself, how you want the leopard to. Yeah, molding to, the setup, to, yeah. To, to, exactly. Yeah. You can, you, can, you can decide how you want him uh, by putting up another branch, um, having it high enough so he's off of, the, off of the ground, he jumps on there. And a lot of places, there isn't. The leopards are different. They don't climb into trees, you know. You don't bite in trees. You bite in bushes. You bite them low. Um, so it depends on the area. Um, but on a normal situation, if you have and you can build your own little, you know, fort and he can <laughs> jump in, you know which side he's going to be in. You can prep the client to, what, you know, what side he's going to be in, what kind of angle you're going to have on him. Uh, and you can, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a book uh, that we live by. It's called The Perfect Shot. Uh, Zimbabwean uh, veterinary guy. Hey, his name is Kevin Robinson. He he literally made a book of the perfect shot on every animal. Uh, so you'll have those little cards, and you'll sit there and you'll tell him, okay, listen. Sure, right there, yeah. Or you give him the card. You, him, right, you want him right through the shoulder. You trying to do like a high shoulder shot, or are you putting a right trying to break mid, the front leg? Mid size, yep. mid 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 body. Try and shoot, hit him right on the crease of the leg. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. Yeah. Are you locking down their rifles in like a tripod? Or um, you yeah, know, yeah. for them, you you can, you can. Or are they just shooting off like shooting sticks? No, or you want. No, that's, you want, that's, yeah. that's 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 one thing that I believe in. Is that is, I don't like you know following up leopard leopard animals. <laughs> I uh, guess not. Wounded, wounded. <laughs> you leopard. want one shot kill, yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly. So you Lay make it as sturdy as you possibly can. Um, you have your whole setup. Every pH is different. Every outfitter is different. But you can, I believe that if that gun has a contact point in the front and in the back, yep. and it can stay up like that, and your client can put some weight on it and get it nice and sturdy, we are golden. We're good to go. So, you know, it's, it's, do they still miss, though, sometimes? You get people that do miss. <laughs> yes, yes, you do get people how, that miss. Yeah. And, 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 and the nice thing, and that's how I kind of try and, try and talk it into them, is if you, when you shoot and you miss, don't reload. Don't do anything. Just sit there. Be quiet, as quiet as possible, because there's a very good chance that cat's going to come back. He'll be back in that tree. And it has happened before. Then you get a second chance, which, you know, oh, man, yeah, I don't, yeah. don't want to base a leopard hunt <laughs> on second chances, you know. Right. So, uh, I want the first shot to count. So Yeah, I'm surprised. Do, do they use, you know, here in, here in America, the thermal guy, thermal hunting's big now, you know, yes, coyote hunting. Yes, yes, yes. You know, everybody's using these big tripods, you know, and they're Correct. locking their gun in with a Swiss yes. arc amount. Yes. Do you guys... You, I have the, have the some bark, of that kind of stuff. Yes, I have yeah. the bog pods or the bog sticks. There's the bog pods that you yeah. can screw them in and you have them tied down. Yeah. Um, and then I'll take a little piece of string and tie it in the blind top in here. And it goes under. their stock up. Yeah. It goes under the, uh, the, the, the scope, actually. Oh, the so scope. So when you right. sit there and it's not tied down and you kind of, you, you knock on it or something moves, you don't have the damn gun fall off in you while you're sitting in the blind. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of keeps it straight up. Keeps it at the at the at the right point um, that you want the client to shoot at or aim at, um, and most of the blinds, it's either a pop-up blind like the conventional, the normal pop-up blind yep. you get, or you makeshift right there and then. Uh, depends on the situation. You might have, uh, you might not have a, uh, an extra blind on the vehicle, and you find a fresh kill. That is a guarantee. When you find a fresh kill and there's not a lot of meat eaten on it. He's going to come back. Natural bait. Natural bait. He's going to come back. So the first thing you do is tie that piece down to the nearest bush or tree, chop open a shooting lane, and start building a blind as soon and as quick as possible, uh, and just get it to a point where you can you can blend in, um, and that leopard's, that leopard's going to come back, you know, so. Wind. Wind. How, how important is that? I mean, it's huge when we're calling coyotes and canines. Mm-hmm. Cats, you hear mixed reactions. Like, yes. you know, obviously they can smell. Yes. Maybe not, not as good as the canine. But are, is that something you're considering when you're, you're blind positioned? Yeah. Like, yeah. almost like white-tailed deer hunters. Like, okay, you it's a perennial to. north wind. I need to make sure the blind's yeah. south of the bait kind of a deal. Yeah. You have to. You have <clears> to. Um, man, it's, it's, it's mixed feelings. It's mixed feelings when it comes to the, to the smelling of it. They, they do have a phenomenal sense of smell. Um, but then I've shot leopards where the wind was right behind yeah. me going straight towards them. They you know? just didn't care it's for just, some reason. I think the way you prepare that bait sign, makes, it makes it or breaks it. If it's just, you know, I like to make it smelly. I, I have a gut bucket. And every time I go there, every single time, doesn't matter if it's a Monday or Sunday or Tuesday, uh, every time I go there, that gut has to be swung around. It, it has to make everything stink. It needs to, it needs to reek. It needs to... You know, it needs to stay there the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And I believe that if there's a, there's, a, there's a scenario where you're sitting in the blind and the wind changes and you cannot get out of that blind because you know he's close by, um, then 
that's going to cover you, you know. Um, and th this year, actually, two of the four leopards that I hunted with, with, with our clients, um, the wind was horrible. But you knew they were coming in because you listen. You have guineas in the background making noise. You've got rock hyraxes, little bitty animals on in the, in the, yeah, in the yeah. mountains making noises. You can, and you can time them. You can hear them. Kudus, they have a bark. They will, they will alarm. Baboons, oh man, baboons <laughs> go crazy. They will go yeah. crazy and they will follow him. They will follow him. You know, so that's kind of, that's kind of, you, you, you know, okay, well, that's the first alarm. Yeah. Then you, oh, there's a second alarm. These coming. There's definitely something coming. And you can kind of time it. And when you sit there and the wind starts changing, I mean, he could be right there. You don't want to get out of the blind and screw that up. Because if you do, that cat's gone. He's never going to yeah. come back. And you just taught him. You just made him very clever. Are the baboons following him to an easy meal? Is that what they're... No. Or they're just... No, they, they have... Just a, trying, it's like if they keep they an eye on it, they know he's not going to sneak up on exactly. them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They, hate, they hate each other. Leopards and, leopard, leopards and baboons, they hate each other. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. They, they can't stand each other. <laughs> no, they, they'll fight. They'll kill each other. Some places they will... You, you, you can be able to bait leopard with baboons. No kid. Depends on <coughs> once again depends on the different areas. Like uh, in some of the areas where I, where I hunt, if you put a baboon up there, you're gonna scare that thing away. Like he's not gonna come back to that. Really? In some places, you can hang a baboon. That's not a problem. You know, it's it's just finicky animals, and you, to need, and you need to figure them out. You know, caliber wise, what somebody's coming on a leopard hunt, what's the minimum? I mean, or is there a preferred one? You say, hey, we want to shoot them with this. Uh, yes, there is. I have a pref my preferred caliber is a 300 wind mag um, with a softer point. Like a Barnes X is not the right one. A Swift A frame is not the right one. Uh, the like a I partition or something. Partition. Something I had a, a Hornady. I had a Hornady uh, client of mine. What was <coughs> it? The DG? No, not the DGX. It's got leaded. It's got. It's a leaded, It's a bonded bullet. The GMX. Yes, I think so. I, th yeah. I, th I think yeah, so. GMX, yeah. And yeah. that thing just, that bullet literally turned that leopard off right there. And then there was no falling out the tree and running off. He literally shocked him, shot him, killed him right there and then didn't go. Didn't go anywhere. So with that, with that caliber mixture, yes. You don't want a gun that shoots too fast and the bullet takes all its energy and it just runs right through him. You want something that's gonna that's gonna give him a, a big old punch yeah, yeah. and knock him down because that 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 triggers that sense that that n their nervous system is very sensitive. When you give them a big shock, they die of that. Yeah, big wound channel. Yes, sir. Is that three hundred blown all the way through most of the time? Yes, most yeah. of the time. Yeah. Most of the time. Um, if you have a smaller caliber like a three hundred eight, maybe uh, there might be a possibility where it doesn't go through. But I I haven't. You know, I haven't I haven't had anyone shoot uh, a leopard with a 308 or smaller. I always suggest bring bring a 300, yeah. something of that sort. They um, probably have that anyway, right? I exactly. mean, that's what they're shooting the other stuff with. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's it's kind of a it's your all round all round uh, planes game gun, uh, anything from leopard, and then you can use your harder bullets and uh, on on bigger stuff like the planes game. You know. So nobody's bringing their good old trusty 22250. Uh, <laughs> well, you can you can do it. You can do it. That's you pretty fast. It, but I, I, I will I will probably not be the one yeah, in the blind the one, with you. Not the one no. chasing it now. No, no sir, no sir. You, you're on your own. You're on your own. Yeah, no. So caliber wise, that's that's what I like to use. Uh, any 375, you know, 375 is is another African caliber that you know. Uh, there's been there's God, been that seems like so massive like shooting a 150 pound cat like 
Like, how big is that bullet out of that 375? What grain? Uh, 270 to 300. Yeah, like, to me, I'm grains. just thinking, holy cow, yeah, that's, that's like that's a monster, way so. overkill. But, I, I mean, I you're hitting them, right? You yes, hit them in that spot. Yes, sir. It's over. Yes, sir. Uh, <clears> I always – I I think I saw it in a movie some sometime where the guy said, uh, uh, what is it? Um, what's it? Uh, something about something about smaller. No, too much gun is overrated. It's underrated. Underrated. Something yeah. of that sort. Something I yeah. forget what the what the what the <laughs> saying was. But you can never have you can never never have enough. I mean, if the better the, the bigger the better, you know that's that's perfect. But suppressors. You yeah. know, uh, that's something crazy here. I, I've yes. shot suppressors since 2008. Yeah. <clears throat> Big part of what I do. But it's something that I, I've always been, you know, intrigued by African hunting. Like, guys yeah. go over there. I mean, do you shoot suppressed? I mean, oh, yeah. everything's suppressed now? Oh, yeah. Everything. Oh, yeah. And it's so easy for us. For you guys, it's different. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, guys, do, they don't <laughs> consider it voodoo and black magic over <laughs> yeah, there yeah. like they do over here, yeah. right? It's with standard us, issue. Yeah. With us, you can literally go like this bottle of water, go and buy it over the counter take it and go home well you guys it has uh, you oh, have yeah. oh, you, you have a six to nine month period of waiting and all the paperwork and all that for us we can go buy a silence over the counter uh, for you though that's got to be huge because a lot of what a lot of people don't realize about the suppressor game is the r- recoil reduction oh so you man. get these guys shooting these big massive guns and you put a suppressor on there they have to shoot better i mean yes, it has sir. to make your job easier because oh, yeah. they're putting no, bullets in it the right does. places it does i'm a firm believer mm. in, in suppressors i if i can put a suppressor on every gun that comes into namibia i would be over the moon um just because of the recoil reduction people aren't they're not scared of it no more uh you know you have that you have that where you can keep your head down yeah you know and and speaking of 22 250s i used to do a bit of culling back in the day and you can literally see the animal fall in the in <laughs> yeah. in the scope oh, yeah. i mean what it's better awesome. what better what better scenario can yeah. you can you ask for um so but buying a buying a a, a, a rifle in Namibia is different from you guys we have a six to nine one month waiting period on the gun though where <laughs> oh, you guys yeah. you can go yeah, buy yeah. one right I'll now buy one right now this yeah. afternoon exactly, right? yeah. you know? Um, so, you know, suppressors is an absolute, I love it. Absolutely love it. That's cool. Um, that is cool. You know, I, there is some areas where you have a beautiful gun and you don't want to put a suppressor on it because you don't know is it going to look bad or not. For me, it's a working thing. It's, it's a tool. I don't care what it looks like. As long as I can point it and I can pull the trigger and it does what it's supposed to do. I love it. Well, like you said, if they miss a, a leopard in a tree, that's got to help too. I it mean, does. just like. Oh, it does. And all there's the snap going out it there does. past the leopard, and he's kind of like, well, what the hell was and that? With the suppressor, I've seen it, and I promise you, with the suppressor, I've had a cat just sit there and look after yeah. the shot. Yeah, like, what and the hell he was, was that? missed. <laughs> like, okay, reload, shoot again. You know? Try and again. Hit it this time. <laughs> Try again. Calm down. You know, yeah. just, just calm down. Yeah. He's not going to go anywhere. He's going to give us five or ten minutes in that tree. Just. Make sure your your shot counts. Put it put it put him in the salt, you know. Let him take a little dirt nap. <laughs> I, do the, I bet the guys get pretty nervous, don't they? Oh yes. Because it's not like you're going leopard hunting and seeing a bunch of them and, and like you would planes oh, yeah. game and kind of oh, yeah. getting used to it. I mean, when you see a leopard, it's probably the one you're gonna shoot. Oh, for sure. And for so sure. it's for sure pretty uh, nerve wracking. There's for there's these there's guys. difference in there's like I get so excited and uh, that's why we do this. That's yeah. why we hunt. Oh yeah. For me, that's why I said I said to to Tracy the other day, if I if I'm sitting in a leopard blind and that leopard comes in and I don't have bug fever, I should stop what I'm doing because <laughs> exactly. then I'm doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you get so excited, you get so excited with the client there 
that all the hard work that you've just done, you know, putting up baits, checking baits every single day, uh, getting you have these ups and downs on a leopard hunt that is ridiculous. You get to you get to a spot where you're actually sitting in the blind. There's a good possibility that cat's going to come in, and sure as hell he comes in. And I'm literally getting goosebumps just thinking about <laughs> it. You know, you start you start jittering. I have. I've got my binos and I need to sit in some sort of way so I can have a rest because I'll be <laughs> sitting there and my, my hands will do this and that's why we do it. Man. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's, it's awesome. And in that adrenaline and just everything, the whole scenario, sometimes it feels like the moment is a little too big, you know, and yeah. people, people try to rush a shot or that's bad. You know, you, you don't want that. You take your time. If he doesn't come back tonight, if he jumps out and he's gone, We'll come and sit tomorrow, you know. We'll do the same thing. He's going to come back eventually. But it is nerve-wracking, man. It is, and it's a beautiful animal just to see it in the tree right there in front of you. It's amazing. It's well, patience amazing. is important. I mean, I talk yes. about patience a lot <clears throat> yes. from coyote hunting. Us as predator hunters, that's probably the one thing we don't have is patience. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like yeah. well, I'm not going to sit in a tree stand all afternoon <laughs> or sit on the side of a mountain glass and, you know, I'm going to go after stuff. Yeah. But there's that minute level of patience you got to have like the minute that cat jumps into the tree mm-hmm. you need to have just enough patience yeah. where you might wait three or four minutes or whatever to get your yeah. client calm down yeah. yeah okay hey this cat's not going anywhere yeah. if it gives yeah. us a shot shoot it yeah. and says oh my god here he yeah. finally showed up and yeah. everybody's blasting like away we, we had we had we had a scenario uh last year end of last year where we were hunting leopard and i mean we were giving it our best the areas the area was absolutely massive um, you know, it would take you two hours to get to one bait, and we had seven, you know. Um, so it, it, it'll take up the most of your day just checking the baits. And we would have different cats feeding, uh, but it's just this one, this one won't, probably won't make the minimum. So let's not even concentrate on him. Keep the bait active. There might be another male in the area. Um, and we, we were running out of time. We were running out of time, and... Uh, we were lucky. We sat down uh, after being chased by rhinos and all sorts of other stuff. <laughs> you know, <laughs> all the things and that happen in Africa. Yeah, right? oh man, I'm telling you, it's ridiculous. <laughs> you walk into a blind, there's a bloody rhino next to you, uh, or you walk out of the blind and 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 you're on your way out, and the next thing you know is there's this two-ton animalist with a horn <laughs> on his nose trying to get you. You know, um, it's little, it's little hair-raising, but. Um, we were running out of time. We had the, the, the opportunity of that leopard coming in, and there was no doubt it was him. First thing, told him, if you have a chance, shoot him. It's him. You know, don't take any chances. Let's not sit there. Let's not work your adrenaline up you, you know, through the roof. Uh, if he comes in, if it, just give me a second to identify if it's him or not. Came in, identified him, told him, shoot him. And it was in and out, three seconds, whole deal done. Okay. You know? Because um, ru- you run out of time. And, and that's the thing. It, it's a mental game. You know, after you've lost 10 days, you only have, you know, two or three or four days left. You kind of get, you start getting nervous. And you don't want to, you don't want to have the leopard in the tree and give him too much time and then jumps out and he's gone and you don't see him again. You know? It's like you had an opportunity. Why the hell didn't you take it? Oh, yeah. So when it comes to down to that, it's, 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 it's difficult. You need to read the situation. Uh, we were running out of time. We didn't have opportunities. It was right there and then, right animal, take him, shoot him. And it just, you know, worked out as a as it should, you know. None, none, uh, no harm, no harm done, no damage. <laughs> right. Yeah. This is so unique, um, uh, interesting to me because there's, 
leopard hunting in Africa is so different than coyote hunting in North America, but there's, there's like these parallels, right? Like mm, yeah. just so many things you said about mm. the patience and the setups and just the way that they were pro it's just, it's just my mind's kind of racing, you know, trying to <clears throat> just putting all those together, but a predator is a predator, you know, yeah, I bottom mean, line, for the most really part, is, right? I mean, they're all yeah. a little different. Mm. They have their own wrinkles and, and whatnot, but you're, yeah. you're hunting a predator and yeah. there's a lot of similarities <laughs> no yeah. matter what, yeah. Yeah. what I mean, I mean, same with lions or yes, you guys hunt cheetah there too don't yes, you yeah, yeah. you can't do. import them but they yeah they you, hunt you, them. you as americans can't import them because of fish and wildlife and rules and regulations that's you know connected is it the to same uh, type of hunting with no, bait or is no, it different they they, like they shoot a running a cheetah stock. can i shoot a running cheetah <laughs> i really like running yeah. shots on coyotes <laughs> yeah. yeah that would be the test if i could hit a cheetah running right mm-hmm. <laughs> i'd rather i'd rather you not but hey if it makes you happy <laughs> No, we we uh, you can't you can't uh, bait them. They don't they don't really? they don't eat other other oh, animals' they meat. <coughs> eat what they, they kill, right? Exactly, and that's no. why they 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 so good they so good at what they do hunting because they have to have meat to eat, um, and Fresh. they don't scavenge. They are yeah. not like leopards. They are not opportunistic feeders. Oh, they gotta they, catch it. They gotta catch it. They gotta eat it, and they eat quick and fast, and they're out gone, and then off to the next one. They don't. I don't. I don't know of of of. You know, if they finished eating, they've sit like for a meal. They'll sit down, have it, and then they'll walk away and then come back again. Uh, they might be in the area. They might come back to that to that area, but I don't. I don't. I have never seen a, a, a cheetah come back and eat an, on a second time. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it's impossible. It can happen. Um, the last cheetah I, I, I hunted and shot was uh, uh, off of its own kill. We saw the kill right there. We went up there, we saw everything is fresh, good track, and walked maybe, you know, put up, uh, did, didn't even put up a blind. We stood behind the bush, <laughs> stood behind the bush, put the climb on the sticks and waited. And uh, th- the bad thing about it was we were literally looking into the sun because of the wind. But it was so awesome when he, when he came in, the, the, f- the, the hair on his head and his neck with the sun behind him silhouetted oh, that whole animal yeah yeah it looked like you know if you if you're looking into the sun and you have this it looked like yeah, baby hair yeah, almost you know yeah yeah and we could we could successfully hunt them that way but um you normally they have very territorial so they'll have play areas play trees um and termite mounts well they'll they'll scratch and be around and defecate and mark and you know just keep the territory and then well you call them play trees if you yeah. find one and you have a client that that's only wants to do shoot a lip or a cheetah um You'll put up a blind there and you spend your time waiting and waiting and waiting. That's basically What's a big it. cheetah weigh? Uh, big cheetah is probably about 80, 80 pounds. 80 pounds? Yeah, 80, I would say about 80 pounds, uh, pushing 90. Yeah. They're a lot of bone, aren't they? They Long are slender. They are slender. Yeah. They built are bone. Yeah, like built our for antelope. speed, yes. Yeah. Built for speed, not for, not for strength. You know, at that Denver ISE show guy, <clears throat> the first time I ever talked to a, a, an African guy, <clears throat> and these guys, I got to talking about predators, and he was talking about, how they were just shooting these nuisance cheetahs, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you know, and you see, you watch our media and everything. And you're like, Oh, this endangered, you know, like, you know, and he was like, no, nah, well, they're just a nuisance. Like just we just, nuisance, yeah. yeah, just out there shooting. Yeah. I was like, no, come on. He's like, no, seriously. He was showing me pictures on his phone. I was like, man, you're just whacking cheetahs yeah, driving that, around. It comes back mm. to, comes back to the value mm. of that animal. You know, if, if America was, if Americans were allowed to hunt and import them, the value would skyrocket. Everyone would want to, everyone that has a collection or everyone that's hunted a leopard before now wants a cheetah. You Can know? you not bring a cheetah back? 
No, in not, no, 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 not allowed. To. Europeans not allowed can. To. Europeans can. Really? Yeah. And that's that's the way, that's where the big market is: is the Europeans. They can take it back legally, you know. So they can have a legal permit to hunt it um, and export it and import it into whatever country they are in, but not yeah. the U.S. No. Yeah. So does anybody even try to call? I mean. Yes. Use predator calls and call yes. stuff in. I yes. mean, or is it just? I know, obviously, with the leopard game, you're. It's tough to call because if it's coming in in the grass, you can't tell. Is it the male that you have to shoot? Yeah. Um, yeah. Are they just like calling jackals, the smaller stuff you, that it doesn't you, matter you, if it's male, female, whatever? Yes. Yeah. Or you, you, can you, you call? Can. Could you call in a cheetah? You can. Yeah. I have. You can call them in. Are you using just like a rat, just a rabbit squaller? Or what no, a uh, little little. Um, what's it? Electronic uh, callers. Electronic yeah. callers. Yeah. Yeah, you put, I mean, I've, I've hunted, I've had a client shoot, uh, uh, I mean, numerous jackals off of the cotton tail in distress. Oh, yeah. You know? Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's part of predator control. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, now we, we do use okay. callers on, 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 on that kind of scenarios. Um, and, I mean, jackal is the most nuisance, you know, and, and they can cause some damage. It's like um, our coyote, right? Yeah, they, 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 they cause a significant amount of damage if you don't control them. Uh, your smaller game gets hammered. Um, obviously, when it's when it ranch lands and there's 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 you know farms with cows and calves and sheep and goat, uh, they can they can give them a big hammering. Uh, and then, are there guys know, that really specialize it and really get into it, like local guys yes. that kill a lot of jackals, yes, like they have like like the coyote guys, guys would yeah. here? Exactly. Yes. No. You have you you need certain permits um, and 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 and. You can do it, um, you know, at night with a spotlight, but you have to be you have to be legally registered to be able to do that. So they'll go out, and that's all they do. That's all they do every night. Is they'll go out, and this guy will say, "Listen, I have a I have a jackal problem. Uh, I need you to come sort it out for me." And that's what they'll do. They'll go out and they'll call and they'll shoot them with thermals, yeah, yeah, uh, suppressed twenty two two fifties or two forty threes or two seventies. You know, so the smaller caliber that travels fast and quick. Uh, flat shooting, and they'll call them, you know. But there's 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 a science behind that, you know. There's you you have you have these um, different courses you can you can tend to and you can learn from what time of the year to play what kind of call uh, when it's male and female walking together or when the females are on heat or yeah. you know whatever scenario. Sounds very is. familiar. Yeah, yeah it sounds about <laughs> like yeah the coyote, the coyote here, game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, but you. Once you get all those permits and stuff behind you, you have it and you can legally do it and have at it. I, thought, I saw a picture of a guy that must do that, and he had a kind of a high rack on his truck, yeah. and he had all these metal spikes, <laughs> and they yes. just take the hindquarter yes. of the jackal and they just ram it through the spike, so he had yeah. all these jackals hanging on the side yeah. of his just, rack, just yeah. with jammed through the hindquarter on the like spike, you know, hanging there. Do on the side of a barn, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. Because <laughs> then you don't need, you don't have the mess of all of that on the back of your vehicle, basically. That's what it is. <laughs> But, well, they're um, they're about ready to kick us out of this this booth for our time space. Before we go, pick one of your your favorite leopard stories. Oh, you got, you got one off the top of your head. Yes. All right, let's hear it, yes. man. Um, I was an apprentice back then. That was before I had my license. Um, basically, learning from scratch. Uh, we had we had a leopard feeding, a very good leopard. This and this was you know pre to stopping the hounds. This was still in hound time. Um, but the guy didn't want to, to hunt with the hounds. He strictly wanted to do bait and blind. So we put up the bait, and the area where it was was a little, you know, dry riverbed, and it had a horseshoe shape to it. On the inside of the horseshoe was the was the bait. On the outside of the horseshoe was us, was our blind. 
but we made use of a massive cliff behind us. So we literally just have a, a front cover to that. Okay, yeah. And we'll go and sit in it and then wait. And every time we would go and sit, this leopard, this leopard would uh, uh, would not come in. You know, and eventually you kind of figure out this this guy is somewhere. He sees us, or he knows that we're there because when we're there, he doesn't come in. But when we leave, he comes in. You know, and then we have this we we have this uh, this saying leopards can't count. They're very clever, but they can't <laughs> count. So then what we do is you'll 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 rock up there um to your blind with, you know, five or six people and you walk around there and everyone walks around and then you slip in and then the client slips in and then you go and sit down. And then the rest of the guys just walk and they all climb into the vehicle and then they take off. You know? And it looks like oh we just came and then everyone drives off and in in, in, in some way a leopard will, you know, would come yeah. in, and it has happened before. It, it's been a, you can, can ask any professional hunter that's been at London long count. enough; <laughs> they can, they they can verify. <laughs> and we did that, and still, this cat would never come in. And when we leave, the trail camera pictures of the next day will show you he came in, um, you know. And then eventually, you get you get tired of sitting the whole time with that cat not coming in. And uh, my boss at that time uh, was sitting in front of me. Uh, the client was to his left, and I was, you know, in the middle, in the back. And he kind of, he leaned back, and he took his took his cap off, and he was looking up like this. And he came to the front, and he turned to me, and he said to me, "Don't look up, but that cat's right above us." <laughs> he was on the edge, on the ledge, on that, on that, uh, that, that cliff uh, face, that cliff yeah. face, literally sitting there, looking right into our blind. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> we decided, okay, well, we, we have a new plan. Um, Came in, got the Bushman, got the trackers to come pick us up, got on the vehicle, drove off the next day, came back. So then we gave the, the, the Bushman, the trackers and the driver, we gave him a, a radio and told him, listen, go sit in the blind. Uh, and when that leopard comes in, radio us. But we never told them that the leopard was above there. Because they would never sit there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they would never sit there. So we played a dirty joke exactly, on them. Yeah. So we went and we put them down. We put them in there and we took off. And as we drove off, you could see that leopard on that, on that rock just laying there, broad daylight. Drove back like a mile away, walked back in the last 200 yards. I stayed behind and, and uh, you just they took off their shoes on socks. And they just, it took them half an hour to cover that piece <laughs> of ground. But eventually you heard the shot and that was it. And all that leopard did was his head just fell down. That's it. Done. Scared the shit out of those two. Yeah, he didn't oh, fall off the ledge in their lap. You could hear them boys shouting and cussing for miles. Oh, they were they were pissed off for days. They didn't want to talk to us. They didn't even want to load it on the back. They didn't even want to be in the pictures. Nothing. They were they were yeah they were quite angry about that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah, great, so. man. <clears throat> so Bart, if somebody wanted to come, you know. How, how much is a leopard hunt going to set them back nowadays? Uh, nowadays, anything from 26000 and up. It depends on who you hunt with and where you hunt with, where in what area. Um, but it's probably going to be between 26000 and up. Save your money. It's going to be yes, worth sir. it. It's, I mean, it's going to be worth it. It's, and it's a 14-day hunt. You, know, uh, you don't want to come on a 10-day hunt and cut yourself short. You, know, you, yeah, yeah. you need to make, make the best give of it. Give yourself the time. Give yourself the time because the, the less time you have, the more pressure you put on yourself and then... It's a mind game. That thing plays games with you. It's a chess game the whole time. You make a move, he makes a move. You make a move, he makes a move. Uh, and eventually, one is gonna one is gonna end up in either in the in the salt or on a plane going back home. Yeah, yeah. And you need to mentally prepare yourself that you will go on a hunt like this 
and not go home with a leopard. You need to mentally prepare yourself that there's a very good possibility you won't see a leopard or you won't shoot a leopard. That's a commonality with a lot of big predator hunts. Yeah. Bear hunts, yep. lion hunts, wolf hunts, you yep. name it. It's, it's not 100% guaranteed. That's what makes it cool, man. If someone guarantees it to you, then, yeah. well, you need to <laughs> you need to start looking <laughs> yeah. into the background yeah. a little bit. Yeah. 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 Do some more research. <laughs> yeah. But I will say this, uh, Baron, and you could correct me if I'm wrong. If you are interested in a leopard hunt, now is the time to do it. Yes, 100%. It's not getting any cheaper, nope. and it's not getting any easier to nope. bring them into the U.S. Exactly. The big cats are getting more and more difficult exactly. with import because exactly. of U.S. Fish and Wildlife. Yeah. So no, if someone true. does have an interest, they better be seriously do looking at doing do it, it now. soon. Do it now. Do it as soon as you possibly can because there's no guarantee that you'll be able to yes. import it. Yeah, just like when they shut you guys down for two years, exactly. and you weren't, you exactly. didn't know if they'd ever open it again. Exactly. I mean, and you it know, can change that. Elephant, yeah. elephant, and lion. Right now, you can import from into the U.S. from Namibia, but it's on a case by case basis, and there's a hell of a lot of paperwork behind it. But who's to say, you know, the next day or in a week's time, they'll, you know, they'll stop that, yeah. and then you stuff, you know. Yeah. So yeah, do yeah. it as do it do it as soon as you can. Uh, have at it and get it if you have any interest in leopard hunting. What yeah. you say, get it done. What's, what's the best way for somebody to get a hold of you if they wanted some more information uh, to talk to you more about a leopard hunt or any other hunt that yeah. you offer? By email, uh, we have a website, uh, heartlandhuntingnamibia.com. Uh, um, business name is Heartland Hunting, H-A-R-T. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, all our details are on the email address, website, uh, or um, phone numbers, you know, all that. And once you have, once you have uh, our number, we can stay in contact via email or, or WhatsApp. WhatsApp is a thing that's been used quite often yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, it's very easy. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's basically. And you do way more than leopard. You do. Yes, you, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. there's yeah. not a lot of pHs in Namibia. It's very regulated. It's very, very regulated. You guys have to be licensed, and yes. it's very yes. strict. It's very strict, and so it's, it's, it's a hard. safe place for Americans to go because it's very. a safe country. Very. But they regulate you guys so well that there's not very many a poor operators in, yeah. in you, Namibia. You, if you if you it's if you have if you go on a safari in Namibia with someone, you know you can you can be guaranteed that this guy knows what he's doing. Yep. Um, he's been there, done that. It's the safest bet in it's all of Africa, in my opinion, I for mean, booking a hunt as far as the yeah, quality yeah. and not getting ripped off or taken advantage of because you know, it's so Unfortunately, there's bad apples everywhere. Right, right. You know, um, and, and there's, there's beautiful countries out there that also has leopard hunting. Uh, I believe Namibia is probably the top one. Uh, it is difficult. It's difficult yeah. in every country. Um, but it is it is well worth it. Definitely well worth it. We 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 have 2.5 million people in the whole country, and it's the size of Texas. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, the. What did you tell me yesterday? You're the sec second least populated country in the world. Yes, Mongolia, Mongolia is the only is one. Is, is first. <laughs> no yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and then it's Namibia. Yeah. That's yeah. what we like, right? It's like so the Wyoming of the world. Well, <laughs> yeah. Nebraska Wyoming of the of world. Africa. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our average our average land or average uh, farms is like 40,000 acres big. Holy you know? cow! So Jeez. it's it's big area, yes. and once you're out there, you're out there by yourself. Um, it's it's pretty. Well, I'd pretty love to get you on for some more. I mean, <clears throat> we're kind of limited on time being here no at the problem. expo and the booth and stuff like that. But I'll, I'm going to get all your info, and we'll get on the, awesome. the computer and do. Man, we can talk about all kinds of stuff, man. Awesome. You'll be my African contact. I know everybody. <laughs> that's like a that's like a dream, you know. We we shoot all the coyotes and stuff, but everybody always dreams about going somewhere else and shooting predators. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And hearing stories and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. so man, yeah, I'm gonna get you back on here again, Guy. While I got you on, what uh, what's going on at Eastman's right now? 
I'm, I'm usually out of the loop, but I like to I like to try to keep guys that are listening to the loop of what's going on, and I put you on the spot because you're oh, looking yeah. at me like you, you don't even know any time what's going on. You well, know, we're just Tag you know, Hub and everything yeah, else. Yeah, we got Tag Hub rocking and rolling. It's the time of year for that, as you know, for the big game stuff. Now is when we have to apply for our tags for our drawings, you know, for the big game draws. Yeah. So it's application season, lots of research, answering a lot of questions here in the booth. Guys have 10, 12, 15 points for Wyoming or any other state, you know, they want to apply for. So it's application season. Things are rocking and rolling. We've got the Tag Hub going. We have our Mule Deer course, online video yeah, uh, master's yeah, class, so cool. to speak. You're going to have to get Technology. a Predator one going here pretty <laughs> hey, soon, man. Hey, not to spill the beans, but it might be in the works. <laughs> yeah, you know? I, I, I figured they'd talk to you about that at some point. <laughs> so a lot, of, a lot of things going on. So we're, it's an exciting time of year, as you know. Yeah. You've been out Predator hunting. We've been back at the office doing work. Yeah, you guys haven't been Someone hunting for like to... two months now. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> you know. We're in off season. Sucks to be you. <laughs> <laughs> Someone is. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> well, Barn Guy, I appreciate you guys being on the, the podcast. Hopefully everybody enjoyed it. I, I know I enjoyed listening to those stories and just the, the different aspects of, yeah. of African predators versus what we do. It's, yeah. it's pretty awesome. So I want to thank everybody for listening to this, this episode. Um, you know, if you want any information about myself or find any more information about what I do with the Last Stand video series or anything like that, you can go to my website, which is coyotecraze.com. And obviously we couldn't do this without the, the sponsor, so I need to thank them. Lucky Duck Predator Calls, Cryptech. Black Rifle Coffee Company, Swagger Bipods, Hornady, Onyx Hunt, and Sig Sauer Optics. And, of course, Eastman's for putting this all together. Go visit Eastman's.com for more information there. But until next time, we'll catch you right here on Eastman's Predator Pros Podcast.